Welcome to the YouTube Chatcast Extra, an occasional podcast we will present beyond our normal chat format. Tonight, an interview with at U2.com founder Matt McGee. Years before U2.com was a reality, at U2 was among the first U2 fan websites to gain popularity. Formed in 1995, the site recently celebrated its 10th anniversary and is considered one of the premier U2-related websites. During this interview, Matt discusses the formation of the site, its growth, its history, and potential for another 10 years of U2 coverage. I'm really interested. I don't know if anybody's ever talked to you about just like the growth of the site. So that's why I want to ask you a couple questions about it. Okay. I don't so know if, if anybody's... I don't know if anybody's talked about that here or not either. I know. Well, I'm kind of fascinated by it. When did you decide to start it? Wow. Um, be like well, 95, I mean, right? That was 95, and I had been on AOL for ooh, the better part of a year and a half, and, uh, I mean, that was a revelation because, um, you know, I don't know how it was with you before you found fans online, but I I just, I was always the, the you know, the, the nuttiest yeah. or the biggest YouTube fan I knew. and um, For me, it was Wire. Yeah. Okay. Wire for you or AOL for me? There was a, a community on AOL that I found, and it was it was just it was you know as I said it was a revelation to to find people um, that were as into the band and in tune with the music and the songs and all that sort of stuff as I was, and uh, I just I just remember there being so much sharing of information that you know now in 2005 we kind of take for granted but i remember you know people would say uh you know would post uh you know a list of all the tour dates from you know the third leg of the joshua tree tour and it's like wow look at this incredible information i have in front of me um you know i would never have gotten this anywhere else and so uh you know i remember saving a lot of that stuff that got traded back and forth you know people would post song lyrics uh you know on on AOL or on the mailing list because I joined Wire pretty early too as well. Right. And I just remember saving a lot of that information and and then you know just decided that uh, you know that it needed to be posted somewhere and that's that's kind of how it all started. Now it originally started out as like what did you name it like Matt's somewhat well, <laughs> what was it called <laughs> somewhat <laughs> yeah Matt's um, mostly YouTube page or mo- something mo- yeah mostly yeah mostly YouTube is in parentheses or something like that yeah it was because you know, at the time, you know, U2's always been my favorite band, but I went through a Toe the Wet Sprocket period and an Something REM happens period. to that band. Something happens, yeah, great Irish four-piece. <laughs> um, and so, you know, yeah, I would post, you know, photos of, of REM or a photo of Toad the Wet Sprocket or an, a, an album cover or a piece of news. So, yeah, there, there was a period of, of about, I think, Maybe four or five months when uh, when when it was when it was uh, you know sort of a mishmash of of you know different artists that I was interested in. Right, but at that point it was pretty much totally you, correct? Mm-hmm. When yeah. did it change over to and you know it's it, there has to have been an evolution somewhere. When did it change over to where you had, for lack of a better term, a staff where you started having other people kind of help you with the site? Was that much later or was it? fairly early on. Yeah, yeah, well, it, the, the, it was much later that any one person, you know, got the, the title of staff person. Right. But it wasn't, it wasn't too long, you, you know, it was, it was about, um, you know, some point in 96 when, you know, the mostly part went away and it became just you two because that's when I, you know, when I started posting you know, lists of tour dates and song lyrics and, and, you know, stories, uh, you know, that were found in, 
newspapers and the you know back then there were very few you know media sources that were actually online posting news right. but you know you you could find them and then so, you know we'd so we'd post I'd post news stories on uh, on the website and so what happened once that got started and then people started knowing that they could go to the site to find that kind of information then what happened was whenever they came upon similar information they would start sending it in and so you know pretty much from uh, you, you you know, day one, as it were, or year one, uh, it became a real collective effort where a lot of different U2 fans were contributing by submitting, uh, you know, lyrics to a, a hard-to-find song or, you know, an article that they transcribed from their newspaper or from some regional magazine or whatever. So, um, you know, there were a lot of other people helping out in that way, you know, very early on. But in terms of... of uh, one person actually becoming staff. It was probably sometime in '97. Yeah, I was going to say uh, probably Pop Mart, huh? Yeah, that, that yeah that that was that was kind uh, of the coming out party in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was, and, and it was around that time. Um, uh, a, a gal, a YouTube fan named uh, Teresa Doherty, um, was probably the most uh, the most prof- the most prolific contributor of news stories. She, as I recall, had access to I don't know one of the, one of those big news databases that uh, that you know common people don't have access to, and, and so she would send a lot of stuff in, and I kind of threatened her that uh, you know if if you keep this up, I have to make you a staff person. And so she kept it up, and so she uh, she became the first you know the first official staff person, and and that was around Pop Martin. I remember, I remember if, uh, you know that Kmart press conference uh, February twelfth right. of ninety seven. That was I don't know. I mean that was uh, um, probably the day that that. It started to become. It started Would down you say on the topical ro- too, like you yeah, kind of it, track of things. Well, it, it, it's it's when it's it's when it started to become what it is now. I think because um, that was you know by that point you know the, the site had been uh, you know about a year and a half old or almost a year and a half old, and there was you know a pretty substantial traffic coming to it, um, uh, you know on a weekly or a monthly or an even a daily basis, and and I remember no you, you know thinking gosh they're going to do this press conference everybody on all the mailing lists uh and the 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 chat boards and all that sort of stuff is going to want to know the tour dates what else was said you know etc and so i decided to call in sick to work that day and, and i was at that point uh sports uh, sports anchor for a local cbs station and i realized that uh, um you know i kind of have a responsibility to the people that are going to be hitting my website um, you know, so I needed to stay home, uh, you know, watch the thing on MTV because it was broadcast live on MTV and, um, you know, just post anything I could find. Uh, and, and so and, and so that's what I did. And, and so that's when I realized, you know, gosh, this is not just something I'm doing in my spare time. It's something that I'm prioritizing. And, uh, and, and so, you know, I think a lot of people at that point came to the site, got the tour dates, you know, saw the logos and photos from the press conference and this and that and the other thing. And I think that's when it all kind of started, uh, as I said, started down the road that, you know, to where it is now. Now, back then, you're just kind of, you started off doing it more as a hobby. Then you make this step of staying home, which really does suggest it's becoming a priority. Now Mm -hmm. you start feeling a responsibility to your audience. Did you ever expect it to become what it is now, which is one of the premier sources of information to the point where even U2.com, you know, the, the legitimate site, checks on what you're doing. Yeah, no, I mean, obviously not. But, you know, at the same time, you know, in 1997, 
you know, none of us knew what what the internet right. was going to be like even a year later. So you know, it would be it would it would have been impossible for anyone to imagine, um, you know, the thought that uh, you know that that website or that web page or whatever you want to call it, um, you know, would eventually have uh, you know thirty people around the world contributing on a you know quote staff basis and you know a couple hundred thousand people visiting the site every month i mean there there was no way to even fathom that because you know we simply didn't know what uh, you know what the internet would look like uh, you know down the road when did when did you realize that that kind of thing was going to happen do you know what i mean you, you there must have been a point where you said whoa this has gone from a few people visiting i'm getting more and more emails when did you kind of realize okay this is becoming something kind of big and a, and a priority well, probably the first thing was was the Pop Mart thing, as I said. That that's right. when I first made a priority, and then at some point um, within the next year, uh, you know, once the Pop Mart tour started, um, you know, that was another big thing because that was the first. You know, that's the first tour when you and I met, for example. Right. It was the first time Vegas. when I, you know all of us. Yeah, exactly. When all of us who emailed each other and visited each other's websites and shared information. It was the first time we all got to, to meet each other in person. And so, um, you know, that that was really special and, and I think, you know, was another step in recognizing, you know, gosh, this, there's a real community out here and there's a real, um, you, you know, there's a real audience out there that wants this information and, you know, that's always, you know, I mean, that's that's kind of been, you know, kind of guides what we do is, you know, what does, what does you know, the people that visit the site, what do they want? You know, let's give it to them. Um, and so that was big, and I remember there was – I posted an article at one point. It was right after um, Woodstock 97 or 98 or something like that. I wrote up a little uh, a little column about how um, you know people were saying, you know, how come U2 wasn't there? They're supposed to be the biggest band in the world, blah, blah, blah. And I said, you know, look um, – you know they would have been completely out of place there. U2 is is never going to have uh, you know top ten hits again. You know they're beyond their prime. They're uh, you know they're going to become a small band again. Blah 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 blah. And I got so much feedback from that. And I was obviously so wrong because you know we all right. know the success they had with Beautiful Day and you know that album was you know a big turnaround for them. Um, but I remember there was there was such a great feedback to that article that I wrote that column that I wrote. Um, that it showed me that people were interested in a, you know original writing about the band, um, not just you know what does uh, you know what does uh, you know Time Magazine or what does Rolling Stone or or New Musical Express you know what are the all these official sources saying? There was an interest in what other fans' opinions were and what other fans might write about the band. And I had probably you know ten or fifteen people write their own columns in reply disagreeing with me and so I started you know I posted a couple of those and that's that's really how the idea of you know adding fan voices to the site came to be do you, do you look at that as kind of the primary mission because there's this kind of an archival mission mission of keeping track of things that have happened do you look at the kind of new material that you're putting out as the number one mission of the site yeah um, yeah I'd say it's probably one A and one, yeah, one A and one B because you know certainly it is archival. Um, um, you know that that that's how it began in the first place was you know saving all those articles from Rolling Stone and all those other sources and, and you know we have a news database that goes, uh, you know well now it goes all the way back to seventy eight or whatever. Um, right. But but yeah, we, we uh, t- to my knowledge I'm pretty confident that we were the first of the the YouTube fan pages to start posting. Um, uh, you know, articles and columns and reviews and commentaries 
um, and then later humor, cartoons, and satire from Answer Guy, uh, you know, from a fan's perspective. And, you know, you know, because that's stuff that, you you know, you just don't get that from, uh, uh, you know, from Rolling Stone. And, you know, th- those folks do a great job. You know, they have great interviews with uh, with Bono or a band member. But, um, you know, yeah, certainly, you know, Mission 1A, uh, 50-50 would be, you know, being able to have a place where, uh, you know, a fan voice can, uh, you know, can be heard. Now, over the years, you know, you've gotten feedback, you've been voted one of the top websites and so forth, you've received magazine, you know, mentions and so forth. Do you have any moments that stand out where you were kind of proudest of what had, what had resulted from the site? Uh, I, you know, I remember being stunned when I got an email from a, a somebody in Germany uh, in 97 saying that... Um, that the web page had been mentioned in the German Rolling Stone, right? Um, which was the first time there was ever any press mention. And I thought, my God, this internet thing is incredible. How else would I have ever found out? How would they have ever found out about the web page? And how else? So, yeah, that was that was. Uh, I mean, that was. Uh, you know, still blows my mind to this day. Um, but yeah, you know, probably in terms of, of uh, you said being most proud. We had uh, in 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 two thousand three, we had um, uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, invited us to co-sponsor or co-present right. um, a, a fan celebration that they planned when they had that big, uh, you know, the three-floor U2 memorabilia display. Um, and so we that that was, you know, just being invited was, uh, you know. Yeah, your name was even on the shirt that they made, correct? Yeah, yeah. They had uh, 451 yeah. put together a, a limited edition shirt, uh, you know, with the uh, with the uh, U2's uh, Wings logo and and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame logo and our website logo and yeah I mean that was incredible and and just having all that was the first time for me you know I'd bump it you know at, at you know in, in GA lines on the Elevation tour um, you know a few fans would come up and and you know say are you Matt McGee and they you know and they talked to me and which was really cool and and you know totally humbling to to hear feedback like that face to face but in Cleveland was the first time that. Um, yeah, my God, there were like 500 or 1,000 fans around our table when we were giving out prizes at the end of the day. And, and just all day long, there was a stream of fans, and, you know, just coming up to us and, and sharing their thanks. And, uh, you know, I, I'll probably get all emotional <laughs> if I keep talking about it because it was that was really a, a, a mind-bender for me because I really had no idea. I, I, at that po- Up until that point, I had no idea that there was somehow uh, a connection between the people that read the website and the website itself, which is, you know, really just amazing yeah i remember i was astounded that you know your name your website was on the shirt and that you were co-sponsoring yeah. <laughs> it with them and i thought well that's very legitimizing that's saying that that what you're doing is respected you know even just beyond the fan community yeah so i that yeah, good that choice was, i can understand yeah. why you picked that moment yeah that was that was a uh, as i said a real mind bender now we fa- we kind of fast forward to this year and I think you've really made some substantial changes to the site. You added the the podcasting, you added the blog. Was Flickr this year too? Uh, I think Flickr was was oh four. Okay, but so late oh four. Le- yeah, late oh four. Let's say the last year and a half, but some substantial, I think, branching out. When did U two tours come in? By the way, uh, we started U two tours um, in late two thousand, right before the okay. Elevation tour was announced. And but and, but over uh, the years, you've kind of I think you've you know, value-added things, as they like to say in the industry. You've added things that kind of stay with your core mission and extend it. 
do you have things that you're thinking of for the future? Are you looking at a nice period of quiet and stability? Uh, <laughs> you know, after the party and everything? Or? Hey, dude, after the tour, you know, when they go on tour is the busiest time. Right. And I'm, you know, <laughs> I, I mean, I hate to say it, but I'm so ready for them not to be on tour because it, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a lot of work. But no, it, it's fun. I, you know, what does the, I don't know what's going to be down the road. And, and, and you're right in that, uh, you know, yeah, we, we are adding things and, uh, um, the podcast, and we started the blog this past year, and um, you, you know, it, it's it, like I said, it's driven by what do the people want, but then it's also driven by the fact that you know there are thirty people or so, you know, on the staff of the site that are just incredibly talented people, and and you know, you mentioned the podcast, and Teresa Cook, who is uh, you know the wizard or the producer of our podcast, is. You know, she comes right. from a radio background and is just incredibly talented in what she does. And you know, so she's—you you, know—I don't know if I want to, if I can put words in her mouth, but she's kind of found her niche, as Larry would right. say. Um, right. I have found my niche, um, and, and so you know, it, it was fantastic to be able to have her on the staff and say, you know, hey, should we start a podcast? It's the hip new thing, and you know, would people be inter- would YouTube fans be interested in hearing about it? And blah, 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 and she said, yeah, you know, I can do this, you know, and I said, well, Teresa, run with it, you know, let's see what happens, and so, you know, it's been great, and so, who, you know, I don't know what's going to, you know, what's going to happen down the road, um, you know, you and I could sit here and, and uh, you know, surmise what the future of the internet's going to be, I, you know, I would imagine in, in a matter of years, we're going to have, uh, you know, wireless broadband across the entire country, um, you know, right. video, video casting, is video casting thing, yeah. will, will be the next thing. So maybe you know, maybe your podcast or your chat cast and, and our podcast will will have video elements to it. Um, you know, who knows what else? You know, who knew what Flickr could do for concert photography? True. I mean, it's it's just it's astounding. Um, you know, so who knows what's going to happen? But uh, uh, you know, I, 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 I'm looking forward to another ten years. I think. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I, I do want to ask that too. It, have there ever been points where you just thought, oh, man, I oh, want to step away yes. from this for a while? Hell yes. <laughs> you, you bet there have been. There was, there, was, uh, there was, I think probably the first time was about, um, um, I don't know, the, maybe sometime in 2000. Yeah, I'm being a little coy here because I've heard you tell me about some of those times too. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the, there, 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 there were a few times. You know, the the website, you know, as it grew those first few years, and we started adding staff and started producing all this original content and started archiving all this, you know, outside content. It became really difficult to manage because, uh, you know, we were doing it all by hand. I mean, every page on the website was a state, you know, a static page of HTML, right. and so. You know, if I posted, uh, or if at you two posted, you know, twenty new articles in a week, that was twenty things that you know, twenty pages that had to be created. And so then, you know, you get to a website that has, you know, two or three thousand pages, and you know, just making the slightest change to it was, uh, you know, a royal pain in the you know what. And so there was some points, uh, you know, just because of the workload involved and the fact that I had, uh, you know, a wife that wanted to spend some time with me and a, a son that wanted to see his dad. There were some times that you know that the workload was an issue, but uh, you know, in in I think it was in 2001, we we uh, bit the bullet and uh, you know installed about uh, I don't know six or eight databases and so you basically went dynamic where you didn't yeah, have to yeah yeah exactly yeah. You, you know changed the whole back end of the site the whole structure of the site which meant that I didn't have to hand code every page and and so other people that were involved in the site Teresa that I mentioned before and uh, Daisy over in the UK who does news and and other folks uh, you know could just post articles themselves without me having to be involved at all so yeah I mean there have been times there have been you know some other frustrating times um, 
you know, where you, you know, you kind of think, you know, what the hell are you doing this for and spending, you know, 30, 40 hours a week on, on this kind of thing. But, uh, no, I, 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 uh, I imagine that, uh, uh, you know, we have such a great group of people working on it and, uh, and, you know, such great response from the readers that, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think we're going anywhere. U2Chatcast is a production of U2Source.com. Special thanks to our Chatcast panel and guests. For questions, comments, and topic ideas, send an email to chatcast at U2Source.com or send a voicemail to Skype user U2Chatcast. By sending us an email or voicemail, you agree that it may appear on the show. Show notes and downloads are available at U2Source.com. Thanks for listening. See you next time. March of the Penguins. It's on DVD. Congratulations, now. man. Yeah, I actually, I actually watched a movie. There you go. Of course, it had Something, penguins in it. No actors. The, no the whole kids. The whole family could enjoy it too, right? Did, yeah. Did Except for like... the death and maiming of the penguins. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Except for that. <laughs>